Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast. With me as always, <laughs> the marvelous, the magical, the, I can't think of another name word, but <laughs> My mind just goes right to the gutter. I was going to say I know, say I was going to say masturbating. <laughs> so I thought, no, no. but not so bad. <laughs> no, just so, here's my hands, everyone. <laughs> We're not at sex camp, so. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. Ah, now that we're good. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that out of our system. And I'm the only one drinking here, so. <laughs> I'm on the hard stuff. Got the water right next to me. The hard stuff. I love it. Funniest thing is I just enjoyed Elliot's balls for lunch. Sorry. You had, wait, are you saying you had Jack for lunch? Jack no, I had, no, I had Elliot's balls. You're like a ranching, ranching, is that, is that the right word? Like rice ball? <laughs> anyway, I don't remember how to say the words of what they actually are. What so I heard was I had, I had Elliot's balls. Yes, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Let's leave the mystery <laughs> alive. <laughs> Another time. <laughs> anyway, that was not the topic of our podcast today. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to ease people back into this. They don't <laughs> Oh, uh, here we. What do we got here? What is this? somebody arachnid? in Australia? No, it's not arachnid. I don't think it's the. Word. It's like Aaron Arancini, Arancini. There you go, Arancini. Yes, Aries, Aries, Elliot's version of Arancini balls, which have this big chunk of mozzarella in the middle and corn chips and stuff on the outside. Anyway, that is, that must be an Australian thing because. Oh, no. I don't know what arancini is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, vagina balls last so week. Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, I feel better now. Anyway, <laughs> we had a topic for today, and I'm going to throw it to Therese to, to start us off on the topic. It's something that we come across on a very regular basis. We've been guilty of doing the same thing ourselves, um, and it's part of the reason why we've created the Success Circle membership the way we have, and one yes. of the reasons why it's successful in that way. So I'm going to throw it to Therese. Tell us, tell us about today's topic. What are we talking about apart from balls and vaginas and <laughs> masturbation? None of that. None of that today. I mean, it's already happened. So technically, yes, it is part of our combo. But no, what, what started this podcast or what was the inspiration for this podcast is I was talking to the fabulous and lovely Rach and I had a wave of gratitude pass over me because I was talking about some issue that, you know, the, the truth is we have reoccurring issues. It's never like, we never really mm, get rid of something once we work on it. We get rid of layers of it, right? Like it eventually, I, I believe they go away. Let's keep fingers it crossed. For it that. definitely gets better. There's certain yes. things, a lot of stuff that I've worked on, whereas the response, the reaction is nowhere near what it used to be. And I get out of it a lot quicker. Exactly. So let, so reactivity or getting triggered by something is pretty much a guarantee, but you can be triggered less and less and less. And maybe at some point you'll reach Zen master status where shit can come at you and you can be like, pling, 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 like, like you know, like Wonder Woman, <laughs> <laughs> like that's nothing, please. But I was reacting to something that had triggered me and Rach was holding space for me and listening and and kind of flinging the knowledge that we we teach right back at me like reminding me with love uh with love <laughs> what steps to take and i was like damn it i know that why didn't i do it and and yet the wave of gratitude hit me and i felt thank god that i have someone that i can constantly you know bounce this off of who will remind me and keep me centered in my knowledge yeah. And then we were, we were kind of talking about some friends of ours and clients and just other experiences that we've had where we realized that there is a, a nasty habit that we have when we go on our personal growth journey. And the nasty habit is that we can over-compartmentalize the knowledge we get. And what I mean by that is that let's say you read a book, right? It's an amazing book, like uh, The War on Art. I love that book. Stephen Pressfield, you know, about all about resistance good book. Read it, loved it, devoured it. Uh, it went right in. But it's so easy to compartmentalize the knowledge 
to that book, right? And leave it there and then go on your day and then go to your work. And I'm not a writer and Stephen Pressfield is. So it's easy for me to sit down at the computer to work on something business related and get go into absolute resistance. And man, have I done that this week. It's like I get up to the thing that I don't want to work on, but I need to. It's crucial. And I, I go tab surfing, right? I'm like, I just need inspiration for a minute. I just need to take a break for a minute. And then before you know, you've taken more breaks than you've taken work, <laughs> right? So, so Rach and I, I'm going to pass it back to Rach because I want to talk about other ways that we um, knowledge hop or also compartmentalize what we learn and why the success circle approach is different and helpful. So Rach, um, mm -hmm. give me some more examples of how a person does this. And, and I've been guilty and Rach, you've been guilty of it too in different areas, right? Mm. Yep. So what I see the most is people jumping from modality to modality, from coach to coach, from training to training, from program to program, from book to book. So it's, and I've done it too. Mm -hmm. Read the book, think it's, oh my God, this is life-changing. Don't implement all of it. Move on to the next book. Oh, it's still not, it's not fixed in my life. It's still a problem it's in my fixed. life. So right. I need to go and get another solution. Clearly there's another solution out there because I haven't found it yet. And in most cases, it's not about finding another solution. It's actually about implementing in all ways the stuff that you already know. And I said this specifically with my source for shift technique. You know, I've got some great star students and the star students, the thing that makes them the star student and the reason why they're getting the massive results is because they've implemented it. And when they're stuck, they have to say, hey, Rach, I'm stuck with this. What do I do? And then I give them exactly what we do in the Success Circle membership. I give them the external observation and a little bit of the where to start and then I get them to go and use their tools. Oh, okay, cool. Got it. So, but what tends to happen is people will pick up a tool like this and go, yeah, it's fantastic. And then they, they will put it down and not use it for a period of time. And then life gets stuck. It gets hard. It's not easy. And then they go looking for another solution. So they go and spend money on another training, another modality, another book, another coach. And it's consistent, consistent. I see it a lot. It's a yeah. It was just, I was just responding that. So Kelly is agreeing with us. She's saying analysis paralysis. I like that a lot. Oh, very much and, so. And Tim's saying he's, he feels guilty of that too. Jack of all trades, master of none. And I love that you bring that up, Tim, because mm -hmm. I was just about to remind people of the process of mastery because just reading the book, and I know you guys are so smart. The people watching this are already smarty pants. So yeah. I'm not telling you new stuff. I'm just reminding you what you know. You can't read the book and become the master. The book is really the first 20% of the process of mastery. So the way that our, got, our team broke down the process of mastery is, um, so the first, oh God, the, the, I'm trying to do the numbers. It's 20% performance, six, it's like 20% performance, 40% intention, and 60% practice. It's mostly practice. practice. No, no, no. 60, 60-20-20. 60, 20, 20. There we go. Okay. So the first 20% is intention. So that might be your book, your course, your coach, your, your modality, right? So, um, so source for shift or NLP or, uh, what tapping, right? I mean, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. all examples of modalities. Um, and all of them have the potential to be quite powerful, but just learning it is not what ma makes a master or helps you master it. It's the practice. It's the continually bringing it. Yes, bringing it back into your life, actively using it every day, every chance that you see the opportunity is using it. And then that last 20% is performance, which is kind of where the fruits of your labor show mm -hmm. up or get seen by all, right? <laughs> so <if we're laughs> It's that, it's that, it's really the time we're working for, right? Like as an artist, as an actress, I know that the best moment was the performance, but you don't get, you don't, you know, the, you get the, the stellar performance, the, the consistency in practice without all of the practice, the practice, the practice. Right. And it's the same with in, in coaching and stuff. You don't get the results. Like people go, Oh, but I want to have the business that's, you know, making millions of dollars. I'm like, Hey, that's great. Fantastic. Now, what are you not practicing? Where are you not doing the practice? Where are you picking up the book and going, oh, that's fantastic and doing only implementing maybe 5 to 10% of it, maybe 20? Because that's what happens. We 
We're in a time zone. A time zone. <laughs> Just going to keep drinking well, wine. I'm yeah. A, I'm <laughs> a time zone. Yeah. Um, we're in a time where we are overloaded with information. That information is so easy to find, but it's mm-hmm. we are overwhelmed by it. And the way to move through that is to actually stop and look at all of the information we already know because we know it. We actually have all the fucking answers and all the tools. Um, but it's it's stopping and realizing that we do instead of constantly seeking the answer outside of us. It's not the yes. us. Well, now, and here's the paradox. The answer is not outside of you. You really do have it. However, mm. however, it is so crucial to have people around you who also have the answer because <laughs> you're yes. going to need you're going to need that mirror yeah let's go back into the moments that trigger us when we get triggered we become reactive when we are reactive we are responding from fear or fight or flight complex we are not responding from our holistic intelligence and we can't. are you can't know when you can't override it yeah, yeah when the emotion emotions are a chemical process in the body and it takes time for that chemical process to unwind or dissolve. Uh, they say, depending on who you read, uh, it takes about 12 and a half minutes for emotions to rebalance. So for that 12 and a half minutes, the chemicals are going through the body. It's the emotion that has the control of the panel, the control panel of the head. Uh, it, the rational mind actually doesn't get a look in. It's really difficult to access rationality when you are in a highly emotional state. It's the reality. It is what it is. Right. So we, we, when we are reactive, we are operating from basically a certain level of panic. It's, it can be mild panic, right? Subtle, like I just need to do something different to, oh my fucking God, I'm going to die. That's right. That's right. So this is why it is so important to have a tribe of people around you who who also are aware and accessing Mm. that same knowledge because it's going to feel hard to hear it. But if you're able to reach out to those people, it can help realign you faster. You can hit that 12 minute mark in actually 12 minutes or even less than if you're really like willing to, because we can override that, but it takes, it takes a conscious effort. Mm. Yeah. And that's a really good point. It's the quality of the tribe around you that makes a difference. So for me nowadays, I'm surrounded by people who are of a similar level of consciousness, consciousness awareness, who understand manifesting, laws of the law of attraction, understand connecting with team and spirit, um, all of that stuff. And I will purposely go to them because I want to be reminded of my of the way through. I don't want to mm-hmm. sit with someone and a group of people who are going to go, oh my God, that is the worst thing ever pity party, poor you, victim, that is not going to help me. I'm not going to get where I want to go. And, and I have to add to this, and I, I hesitate adding it only because I'm not trying to be salesy, but I do want to make a serious point. I am in a lot of groups, like a lot of free groups where it's like thousands of people and you're, they're talking about manifesting a law of attraction and you will not get the same quality of people in those groups as those who are committed to it. And usually a commitment comes with payment, like a, an actual payment. And here's why you'll get the people in there who are trolling, right? In those really big groups, you get trolls in there who are looking to start a fight, who are looking to knock you off of your vortex, if you will, take you out of your balance. Um, so that happens in those bigger groups. You also get the people who are clearly attention seekers, right? They don't want to fix themselves. They do not want a solution. What they want is your energy. Validation, all that sort of stuff. Constantly pulling your energy out of you. Feel sorry for me. Do the fix me. Do this for me, which activates a lot of empathic people's helper mode, right? I want Mm -hmm. to rescue you. I want to fix you. I want to help. Uh, I want to help help you. But what you're, all you're doing is sharing energy with vampires. (laughs) I mean, an energetic vampire. That's what that is. Uh, and you know different levels of toxic people and I'm not trying to slam these groups I think that they are awesome we have an open group for people as well so um, and I think that the energy in our group we've done a really great job keeping it high vibrational so high five for that but there is a difference Mm. when people are actively showing up for themselves Mm. we see that particularly in our 
paid success circle membership versus the open groups. It's not only the energy of the group, it's the, the accountability, the determination, the, the level of thinking is quite different. There are actually people oh. are posting in the group that want to be held accountable or held responsible or reminded of what's possible for them in right. those moments when they're struggling because we all have those moments. Absolutely. Not one of the members I have has ever posted without the intention of moving through it. And we get to watch it all the time. I've got this, help me move through it. And then the, the team comes in with a flood of advice and you, you can see it in the quality, the words that they're choosing when they post about mm -hmm. what's happening next. Like you can see if they're shifting or not. And they always do. They're always like, you know, they, even if someone is in struggle, they are constantly moving out of it. They're working their way out of it. And that's not something that you necessarily see in just like the big pools, right? That's still not niched enough. It's still not tribe enough. There's tribe and then there's like the tribe, like the real. The inner circle. Right. Yeah. To me, I look at it as the inner circle because it's, it's the support, it the is. level of support and accountability, the, the level of the, the thinking, the mindset is actually quite different um, in the, the paid groups than it is in the free groups. And that's, that's the difference. I want well, to be you, around that level. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever I pay for something, it's because I want to get shit done. Yeah. I'm tired of waiting for the, I'm tired of struggling on it. I am mm -hmm. tired of pussyfooting around it. Yeah. And like, you know, I, one of the things that I'm totally guilty of, I am one of those people who it's like sees the free webinar and jumps on it, takes a bunch of notes and I try, I do try to like piece it together. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm intuitive, right? I should be able to like put the pieces together and I sort of can, but at the same time, I'm never as serious as when I'm like, okay, this is where my, I put my money where my mouth is because I'm tired of struggling. Mm -hmm. That That's it, right? I'm tired of the struggle. I'm tired of constantly being um, in self-doubt which is, I think, one of the things that I see people struggle with the most is you do have the answer, but you don't believe it. That's and until you believe it... motivator behind the, the, the hopping. Yeah. I trust myself. Uh, oh, my God. I don't trust... Because when you trust yourself, you'll invest in it. You can go inward. Right. But you'll invest energy. Mm. You'll invest time. You'll invest money if you have to. You'll invest in it to um, see it through. Right. But the, the thing about the self-doubt is if you don't trust that you have the answer, it doesn't matter if you have it. It doesn't matter because you won't listen to yourself. And self-trust and self-confidence can take time. And it usually means that there's some healing that has to be done before that can really grow. It's kind of like weeding a garden so the flowers can really bloom. Mm -hmm. So until you have that solid foundation, it really does help to have people in your life that you can bounce off of. Like, you know, if you're sitting there going, why is it so hard? And then you call up your friend. You're like, oh, why is this hard? And they're like, well, you keep focusing on how hard it is. What do you expect? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no! Okay. All right. <laughs> you're too busy in your head. You're sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's great. And I, I find it. Now, the, the conversations that I have these days with my friends and with my clients and my students are very, very different. Um, and that's the mindset I want to be around. I want to be, you know, in those moments where I'm very human, just like everybody else, to be able to sort of post in the group or reach out to one of my friends and go, right, what's, here's how I'm feeling. And to get that feedback back, um, that direction, that guidance, knowing full well that it's also coming through in from Team of Spirit, even if I'm not sitting down and connecting to them and I'm willing to listen to my friends first, it's still coming through. So, yeah, surround yourself with the people who can hold you to that higher standard of consciousness, of living, of being, who can and willingly become that mirror for you and be the person who's willing to hear the things you may not want to hear. Yes. You know, what I was just thinking about was I obviously I'm very tuned into my spirit team. I, I talk with them all the time and there are days when they show me that they're all around, that they're here, they're here, they're here. And I, but I still feel 
alone. I still feel lost. I still feel confused. I still get stuck in the lower energy that I don't want. Um, and that, that communication between you and the non-physical, it is very real and it's really potent. And it's, if you're grounded in yourself, in your belief and in your trust, that's a great source of support. But if you're not grounded in your own trust, and there are days when I don't feel grounded in my own trust, then even if they're like, you know, posting billboards that say, Therese, everything works out. It's beautiful. I'll still be like, I must be seeing things that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. So having a, um, Yes, being able to talk to human beings really helps to anchor it. And then you look at those messages and you're like, why aren't I seeing that? That's amazing. Absolutely. So if anyone's got any like stories to share around this and noticing, I really want you to to be honest with yourself here and look at where are you doing that with your life right now? And it might not be in every area. It might just be in one area because this can be something you, you jump from boyfriend to boyfriend, girlfriend to girlfriend or friend to friend. There's many different ways that we sabotage in that way where we don't sit and be with it completely. I'm just looking at the comments here. Uh, Tim is saying, why technology internet is good for this kind of thing. You don't actually have physical people around you, um, but it's a double-edged sword because you can spend too much time on it and not taking the action. That's true. It's (laughs) having the support I think is crucial, but even then there is a limit, right? No one else can do this for you. So that's the other, that is the other part. That's where you go. Yeah, exactly. That's why the process of mastery is practice, 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 because it doesn't matter how many books you read or how many coaches you have or how many support circles you're in. It doesn't matter if you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to take this step step one and then step two and keep going. Right. So it's just like, mm, I always bring it back to the physical body because I, it's such an easy thing to grasp hold of concept wise. But if you're learning a new exercise, if you're, (laughs) if you want to develop biceps or, or be really flexible, you can't just do one bicep curl or read about bicep curls or listen <laughs> or be coached, you know, like talk about bicep oh, talk curls. About it. Yeah. And then wake up and go, oh my God, this is, these are amazing. No, nothing's going to change. It's not going to change until you pick up that weight and you start curling and doing the exercises implement, that would develop. Implement, implement, practice, right. practice, practice. Right. So we have to make sure that we, we take the information all the way through. Otherwise we're stuck in the, what Kelly called that, analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. and we continue to hang out in that kind of cesspool a vicious circle of information that goes nowhere and then it doesn't yeah yeah, we're all very knowledgeable Mm -hmm. i bet you can there's so much about manifesting and everything that you know already yep but my question is and this is something for you to ponder now, how much of it are you actually implementing? Well, I know that there's definitely areas where I could be implementing more. So I'm putting that challenge out to all of you. Start looking at where you're not implementing and start coming up with what you can implement. Now, I'm going to put a caveat to that. Don't come up with 50,000 things that you should be implementing and try to do them all at once. <laughs> start with one thing and do that. Like for me, uh, a morning routine now that I'm back from Melbourne and I'm, I'm away for the weekend, but come next week, I can realistically really implement some of these morning routines that I've wanting to have wanted to implement properly for a while now. So that is my goal is for next week to, to implement just a few things, two things that I will do every morning during the week and then do that again the next week. And then I might add an extra thing that I do then at nighttime so that I'm not overwhelming myself. I'm just building in the healthy habits of implementing, implementing it, implementing it. Interesting choice of words. Yeah, right. <laughs> My word. Absolutely. That's funny that you mentioned that because I was just listening to something that reaffirmed why I was doing a morning routine. They were talking about how to rewire your brain and that we are wired to be reactive and things like our phones and technology, our computers make Mm -hmm. us more reactive, not less reactive, more reactive. This is why someone, someone text messages you 
How do you feel? Oh my God, I got to answer that. Or I can't answer it right now. I'm in the middle of something. Now I feel guilty. What are they going to think of me? You see how that one text message and the person probably doesn't have the expectations that you're building into it. One message that you're not answering immediately, but it's like the Pavlov's dog thing where you hear the bell ding and you're like, what? (laughs) We are so trained. So trained. Oh my God. These devices make us more reactive, which means that we are not coming from the place of creation. So Rach and I talk about in the success circle membership, being the creator of your life and how it's a choice. You get to choose whether you're that or something's creating for you. And the more you stay reactive in life, the more something else is creating for you because you cannot sit in the creator's chair while you're reacting. That's, that means stimuli is coming at me and I'm like, oh, 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 running around the room chasing that headless chicken instead of sitting in the middle of the room and letting it just, you know, do what it needs to do. It'll eventually come. Right. Right. So part of how you can start breaking that down is you do not look at your phone or computer in the first hour of the day. And then you can build up to make it the first hour and the last hour. In that first hour of the day, instead of opening your phone and looking at how many messages you have, how many emails you have, did how many people liked this, did, did they like it, <laughs> what should I write next, that's all reactivity. You should have it off and leave it off for at least the first hour. And instead, you design what the first hour looks like. Now, for me, That's a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation, and a little bit of reading. I love that combination. It feels good to me. But that doesn't, that's not the um, gold standard. I mean, that's not what you have to do. You design it. And by designing it, you are creating it. And then once you have that going in your system, once you've started your brain for the day working that way, that I'm creating this, this is my choice, I've chosen this. Then when you go to your devices, you won't be as reactive. You won't be pulled or swayed so much by it. You'll feel more in control. And so that, that is a really powerful practice to take on. Yep. I just want to see if there's any comments here. Yay, Jackie says that she's really appreciated the support from all but still struggles with the self-trust. It's a long journey. It's not an easy one. Mm-hmm. we're all honest on that one it's not an easy one the self-trust thing but it is the point of it is to try and just i mean okay let me say this again trust when it is broken or non-existent takes time to build you cannot go from zero trust to complete trust overnight this is a long-term journey of constantly kind of stepping a little bit further forward and feeling into that feeling the confidence building the trust stepping it again so it's a, it's a it's a process of building instead of leaping. Although sometimes leaps can build it a lot quicker. Um, so allow yourself to take the time to build the self-trust and notice where you are building more self-trust. That's the key. And like Rich, just kind of adding to what she said, pick one thing that you can start trusting yourself on more. I mean, you know, we need the bigger things. Like I need to trust these big messages from the universe. That's great, but start with small messages. Like ask them, you know, a lot of times when I'm, doing readings with people, they're aware that they have this non-physical support around them, but they never talk to them. <laughs> they never ask anything of them. They don't try to, you know, they, they feel like it's almost like, I don't know, a relationship between them and a celebrity. Like, oh my God, yeah. they're there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I know what to ask. I don't know what to ask. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bug you. I don't want to bug you. They're, that's what they signed up for, for this lifetime which for them probably feels like five minutes. They signed up to be 24-7 tech support for you while you're going through this journey. So it's their job (laughs) to talk to you. It's their job to answer your questions and to give you the guidance and support that you're seeking. Many times people don't even bother to ask. They don't even engage, right? They're just like, oh my God, I have an angel. That's amazing. (laughs) Right. So what I would say if you want to start developing trust in the universe is start asking the universe to show you that it's there to, you know, like challenge it. Say, if you're really there, show me, give me a sign. I want a sign in obvious. the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Make it so obvious that I'd have to be like asleep to miss it. 
So yeah, and they will. They absolutely will. And today they're like hitting me over the head with signs. It's constant and nonstop. And I love it. Um, but now I trust it. I trust it because I've asked so many times. And there are days, even though I know that they're there, I will ask again. I'm like, God, I don't feel you. I don't feel safe. Tell me that you're there. I need you. I need you. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Shall we open up for questions? Yes. Yes. Because right now the baby gods are shining on me and the baby is still asleep. So we want to see if we can get those questions answered before he decides to wake up. Yes. I love um, Tim's just mentioning Pam Grout and her books. Mm -hmm. I love Pam Grout. I love her so much. I've read all of her books except the brand new one, which is uh, about creativity, which I really want to read, but she's fantastic. And I love, and she is a big proponent of testing the universe, you know, mm. like ask it. Playing games. Right. Prove it. Prove you're there. <laughs> show me, show me, show me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's see. Anything else? Yes. Well, the universe. So here's the thing. Here's what we don't know yet is that we have these contracts that we wrote before we got here about the things we want to learn and how much support we will allow on certain subjects. Not, I don't think it's on everything, but in certain areas we have actually put in contracts that say, I don't want to be helped here. I want to do this by myself. It's part of my growth and I want it. The good news is once you kind of, see that pattern and identify it, you can now choose to delete that line. Say I'm taking that out of the contract. It's a little bit of soul work and it definitely helps if you have someone with you who knows how to do it and can guide you through it. Um, but it can be done. You can break a soul contract about certain behaviors or clauses, if you will. But yes, the universe in that way can seem tricky because <laughs> we don't know. We forgot. We mm. forgot what we signed up for when we get here. And we don't know the big picture. Like from our limited perspective, we are on the ground, whereas our higher self and, and the part of us that knows what we've agreed to, what we've not agreed to, where we, what we're doing here in this lifetime, um, they can see from their you know, high bird's eye view of what's going on. So for yeah. me, in those moments where things feel like or look like they're falling apart or not going the way they should, I always come back to, I don't know how this is all supposed to work out. I just know this is part of my journey and then relax into it always relax into it it's no point getting stressed and and whatnot about it because it's part of the journey and i, I just know i know it's happened so many times before where i've looked back and gone huh <laughs> okay <laughs> i see what you did there right mm -hmm. now i understand why i had to go through that um yeah. and now because i can do that i look at, at you know hindsight is a fantastic thing and it's a bitch at the same time to be somebody's able to here with me yeah. Sorry, there's, Hi. There's there's a non-physical someone. Hi. It's <laughs> here. Come to join in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when, knowing that, knowing that I can look back through my own history and see how things actually were working out for me in those times, I now use that as the basis for my trust that whatever's happening to me right now is a same is is going to have its own outcome that's still in my favour in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. There have been some brutal moments in my own history, which I look back on now and I go, that was absolutely a pivotal point for me. I needed that to spur me into taking new action. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's because we won't change until we're up against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're still holding on to the old crutches. No! Well, I think the, the term is um, succeed or die. Yeah. Right. So if it's if it's a succeed or die moment, most people will choose to succeed. That is when they make the choice to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, and as shitty as those moments can be, sometimes they are the catalyst, the very thing that you needed to get yourself to trust yourself. Oh man, one of my hardest moments in my life was a moment where all I had was trusting what was coming internally and it took care of me 100%. That was the time that I learned that I could trust it, but I had to go through some really hard shit to sit down with that and just be open to listen because I was in complete resistance. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not. And then suddenly I need it. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I will listen. <laughs> Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. Mm. <laughs> awesome. So, let me see. 
let me see what I've got here. Hold on. I got to put my glasses back on. I feel like an old lady. I am so all this uh, computer watching now. I'm so dependent on my glasses. Okay. I'm let's see my glasses when I go outside because I now all my long distance vision is, is shot. Uh, so Chai is asking, she says she has a feeling like I'm supposed to move, but I'm not certain it's out of another town or just a short way near the same town. Can a move shift our life for the better? The first thing I got is yes, but I was also guided to grab my card. So at the last new moon, we had these like one card wonders <laughs> happening and they were so powerful. I wanted to do it again. Um, so yeah, so Chai, I'm going to pull a card for you right now as soon as I can get them all out of the box here. Hold on. <laughs> Reminds me, I need to um, get my cards out and do that exercise we've got to do. What's that now? Say Oh, the exercise from the, the new moon circle? The, the, yeah, do the, um, the one card reading for the people in that group. Oh, right. Yes, yes. yes. Over in my, uh, in the Blind Starlight tribe. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're doing an Oracle yeah, game. Home. Now that I'm home. Got all my things. Super fun. Got to all my things. <laughs> okay, so Chai, I'm focusing in after this one. Ha! It's the card of dominion, which to me feels like another word for home, doesn't it? My space. Let me just ask, is this two miles? Um, let me ask again. From the highest truth, is this two miles away? Yes. So it's at least two miles away is what I'm getting that you need to move. And uh, yes, your, your question was, will it get better? Will circumstances get better? Absolutely. At least two miles out. Yeah. I hope that's enough of an answer for you. If you need more, you can always uh, reach out and type in the text and I can see it and answer. But if anybody else has a question, now is the time. This is the magic window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel, five more minutes. <laughs> Here's your five-minute warning. <laughs> I'm trying to close that that screen. There we go. Um, yeah. So any question, it doesn't have to be on topic. What we're talking about could be anything you want to know about. Rachel and I will look into it and give you some insight. So while the questions are coming, we, for those of you who've not sort of come across our Success Circle membership. Um, it's there, it's there to support ladypreneurs who are building their business but want to be building it in alignment with their, their soul, um, using manifesting principles to make it as easy as possible, having support and guidance to remind you of what you already know, um, to be there when things get tough so that we can show you what it is that you're, um, where you're not implementing, more to the point. I think we, we described it as, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about doctors and they're learning to be a doctor, they learn at school for forever and then they go into a residency program to implement, to really master their craft. So the Success Circle membership is not for beginner people who are looking to learn about manifesting or business. It's more about the intermediate space where you've got a lot of those tools and you're already on the path, but what you need is that support to really master everything. I think that's more questions here fantastic your questions so, so jackie's saying that she feels a bit flat at the moment and how can she shift that energy my first feeling about it is you just have to allow that feeling it, it just happened mm -hmm. and i love that you want to move forward that's beautiful and i was gonna say amicable that's not the word admirable <laughs> <laughs> that's very admirable okay. of you but until you let yourself truly feel the feeling of it, it's just feeling shoving is what you're going to be doing. And when we do that, we bury it, which means we're going to uncover it later. Mm -hmm. So let it be, dig into it. And then from there, do the simple stuff. It is a beautiful sunny day outside. Sit in the sun, breathe, allow yourself to come back to the bare basics. Um, what happens in these moments is we get into our heads and overthink it and try to troubleshoot the everything to the nth degree. And that's not the answer here. The answer is to let it be felt and then let it go. And really, and I've said it before, you really need to sit in the stillness. The way forward or what you're meant to focus on right now is very clear, but you can't access it in the state that you're in right now. You need to go into surrender 
I had to do this earlier myself, but I had to go into child's pose and be like, <laughs> I, I, I'll give up. I'm not going to fight this feeling. The feeling is there. And rather than telling myself I know better, that doesn't, that is judgment. That mm-hmm. is not acceptance. Saying I know better, I know I should behave better, I know I should feel differently. That's not healing it. That's admonishment, right? You're mm-hmm. telling yourself, how dare you feel this way when anybody would. And you'd probably give the space to a dear loved one. Mm-hmm. So you should be the dear loved one you give the space to. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And now Anna is asking if she can have a one card wonder. And I said, yes. I don't know if you knew that I was uh, saying that to you, Anna. You just have to tell me what you'd like a card pull for. And I will pull a card for you. Um, And then going back to Chai, she says, okay, Ashlyn was a place I was trying to decide. Um, Also, any hits on money blocks. And yes, it is around the thing that I've been talking about on my uh, Facebook lives, which is fear of gratitude. Now, this is an interesting one. And I bring it up because tomorrow in the U.S. it's Thanksgiving, which is our big day of the year to be in gratitude. Mm-hmm. When really we should be doing it daily because it's so powerful and awesome and it changes your frequency. But the fear around gratitude is that if I'm grateful for what I have, If I'm grateful for this little house, that means I don't get a bigger house, right? That's my fear. If I say this is okay, I'm stuck here, right? So I'm not going to be okay with it. I'm not going to have gratitude or accept my body if it's not the shape I want it to be. I'm going to reject it and be upset at it until it changes, and then I'll have gratitude. And saying it out loud, obviously, you can hear how that's default thinking, and yet emotionally, that's what we believe. I'm scared to be okay with this because if I'm okay with this, it won't change. Mm. When the power of gratitude with gratitude comes acceptance, they go hand in hand. When you're grateful for what you have, you accept it. And it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this deck of cards. If I say to Rach, even though we're across the world from each other, I say to Rach, here, here's this deck of cards, take it. And she doesn't take it. She can't do anything with it. She hasn't accepted it. She hasn't made it hers. She hasn't. um, No, it's not the right color. I don't want it. (laughs) It's not the cards I want, (laughs) but I want a deck of cards. Here you go. No, that's not it. (laughs) But my point is that until you accept something, you have no power over it no power over it. You can't shuffle these cards unless you take them into your hands and accept them. So you can't change anything until you accept it. So it is a very, gratitude is a really powerful state. Now, it's counterintelligent in that if you're saying, okay, if I only make $4,000 a month and I want to be making 20 or something, and I'm, I have gratitude for that and I accept it, then by saying that it's okay, I'm allowing myself to make more. I don't believe that. That doesn't jive with me. Logically, it doesn't really make sense. I should, I should be, um, what's the word, Rach? Kind of put out by it or I should be because- frustrated by that to motivate me, right? Like mm-hmm. my frustration or lack of feeling should motivate me, but it doesn't. It just creates more of the same energy. That's also, and here's the other thing that we, we do hear often is don't settle for something that isn't exactly everything that you want. Right. So we have so a lot of messages. <laughs> yeah. It's so confusing, right? Don't settle for less. But it's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. If you can get into that space of just being grateful for what you have, you are open to more coming in, which is the part that you've got to step into and exactly what Teresa's saying. Acceptance. But you know, the interesting thing is with gratitude and acceptance doesn't mean you put up with shit. That's not the same thing. And so don't mishear it and take it that way. Cause I just listened and I went, wait a second. I don't mm. want people thinking you have to put up with shit. You don't have to take an abusive partner Mm-mm. just so that you can say, well, I'm grateful. I actually have a partner. You don't have to take abuse, but you know, the gratitude is more around that. I, that I love myself. I love myself. I know other people love me. I love myself enough to know I deserve better. I, you know, this is part of something that I was a part of. Like I'm an equal part of it somehow. It's not about blame. 
It's about responsibility. Once you have that, then you can change things again. Mm. Yeah, it's none okay. of this is black and white. It's kind of no. where it's, it's all gratitude, instances where it's you don't settle on anything. It's Right. And, and to be honest, everyone, this is where the deeper you go into uh, spirituality and spiritual knowledge, the more paradoxical it becomes. Yep. It can be a real mind fuck. If you're not listening to the, if you're not reading the fine print on everything. Yeah. So gratitude and acceptance doesn't mean putting up with shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Card for anything really. General life info. Okay. So I'll be pulling a card for Anna. And then Tim says, um, no, I'm currently a hypnotherapist, but feel being led to be more of a heal healer, other yeah. modalities. Oh, totally. uh, funny just after what has been talked about okay so i'm gonna let you address that while i shuffle a card for anna here yeah tim i'm not surprised honestly um i have felt for quite some time that there's there's a different aspect to what you're meant to be doing hypnotherapy is only a tiny little piece of the puzzle for you um but yeah you had to come to that one on your own I get the fact, I get the feeling it's integrative. Like you're going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, add it together and make the like Tim special. That's <laughs> kind of what it feels yeah. like. So like you've learned the source for shift Tim. So I've, I've felt for a while that using that with your hypnotherapy and everything else, you've, you've actually got your own blend of energy, own blend of stuff. Yeah. And this is where the self-trust really starts kicking in. This is where you've got to start trusting yourself that you are enough, that you have enough, that the tools are there. And however you're feeling guided to help someone is the right way to go. That's the right source of action because that's your team talking to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So Anna, the card that came up for you, I got to say I'm a little envious. I want this. It says victory. Victory. Six of wands. Um, yeah, the road to success. And I want you to what's interesting about this is that the road to victory is not without its little obstacles. So there's a bunch of fallen rock in the middle of the road that the person has to avoid. But at the end is the goal. It's there. It's like a beacon of light that you just keep following. And the and this is a lesson. I mean, this is a message for everybody to hear. But we get so caught up on the obstacles. We look at every little one. We're like, why? Why did that happen? Why is that happening? No, no. When we're supposed to be eye on the prize, right? Keep the eye on the prize. Know that the obstacles are there. They're just there. And they're, but they're temporary. And they're, you know, they're easy to move around. You can easily move around it if you choose. Victory is assured. And I say that knowing full well that the feeling of doubt can kick in. This is the self-trust thing again. This is where, how can I trust this if I don't see it, if I'm not feeling it? And this is where I'm saying something that you've heard me say many times, which is if you want to see what you're getting, close your eyes. Mm. Stop looking at what's happening today, what happened 15 minutes ago, what happened yesterday. If you want to see where you're going, what your progress is, if you want to see the prize, close your eyes. There's a meme. <laughs> see the prize, close your eyes. Somebody write that down. <laughs> right? Because, because we can get so sidetracked by the illusion and the exterior world is an illusion. It's just a mirror reflecting you back to you. What you've done gets reflected back to you. Sometimes that reflection takes a while to catch up to you, but it will. Um, sometimes what you are seeing is what you built months ago, years ago, decades ago, even. So what you're looking at is not a true reflection of your act, actual present moment. And it certainly is not a reflection of your future. So if you're sitting here in a more humble space than you'd like to be, it, it, or without the relationship you want, that is not a reflection of your future. It is only reflecting what has come to pass up to this moment. Um, and so just keep your eyes on that. Every time the, the roadblocks appear, be like, yep, I knew they were there because everybody gets them. Everybody, we all get them. It's part of the game, the big game, mm -hmm. of the fun game. Um, but if you want to see what's coming, close your eyes. Awesome. 
Beautiful. Close your eyes to see the prize. Thanks, Tim. He wrote it down. Best. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I want to make sure that, okay. Uh, that's when the energy shifts. Yes. Okay. So she's been, so Tim was just uh, reconfirming that that's what he was getting. The whole Tim special. Tim special. <laughs> Tim is special. The Tim special. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think that's everybody for today. And the baby gods did smile upon you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to sacrifice to the baby gods the next time, but whatever it was I did, but thank you. Yeah. So I guess what I'd like to leave this with, you know, like I said, in the U S it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. So gratitude, right? More than if you do something special tomorrow, like you sit down and you thank your meal and you thank the people in your life and you thank your home and, and all of your possessions and whatever good fortune is there. That's fantastic. Maybe take that tradition and see how many days out you can keep saying thank you. How many, you know, make it part of your first hour of every morning that you think of three things that you're so in gratitude for and, it, and bonus points if you can make them the most challenging things <laughs> that are in front of you right now. Thanks for the poopy nappy. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for my child who refuses to get dressed, refuses to get undressed, refuses to go outside, to go inside, to get in the car, to get out of the car, <laughs> to eat, to not eat. To sleep and not sleep. Yes. Mm. Thank you for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, relax. We got this. Mwah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.